Hello, and welcome to Pure Evil, a true crime podcast, and I'm your host, Courtney. In this podcast, we will not only discuss the heinous crimes committed, but also go in-depth of the background and psychological makeup of these killers. You can expect to hear cases ranging from cold cases, solved homicides, and missing persons. So let's dive in. In this week's episode, we'll be taking an in-depth look into the life and crimes of Nanny Doss, best known as the Giggling Grandma or the Black Widow. Nanny was born on November 4, 1905 in Blue Mountain, Alabama, now a part of Anniston, Alabama. She was born to Louisa Holder and James Hazel. Nanny was one of five children. She had one brother and three sisters. Both Nanny and her mother hated James who was a controlling and abusive father and husband. James would force his children to work on the family farm, refusing to let the children go to school, resulting in Nanny's poor academic performance. At the age of seven, while the family was taking a train to visit relatives in southern Alabama, Nanny hit her head on a metal bar on the seat in front of her when the train suddenly stopped. For years after, she suffered severe headaches, blackouts, and depression. Nanny blamed these and her mental instability on this accident. During childhood, her favorite hobby was reading her mother's romance magazines and dreaming of her very own romantic future. Later, her favorite part was the Lonely Hearts column in the newspaper. Nanny's father forbade the Hazel sisters from wearing any form of makeup and attractive clothing as he believed it would prevent them from being molested by men. He also forbade them to go to dances and other social events. Nanny was first married at the age of 16 to Charlie Braggs, her co-worker at a linen factory. With her father's approval, they married after four months of dating. Charlie was the only son of a single mother who insisted on continuing to live with him after he was married. Nanny later wrote, I married as my father'd wished in 1921 to a boy I only knowed about four or five months who had no family, only a mother who was unwed, and who had taken over my life completely when we were married. She never seen anything wrong with what she had done, but she would take spells. She would not let my own mother stay all night. Charlie's mother took up a lot of his attention, and she often prevented Nanny from doing things that she wanted to do. The marriage produced four daughters over a four-year period, Gertrude in 1922, Zelmer in 1923, Florin in 1924, and Melvina in 1926. Under a lot of stress, Doss started drinking and her casual smoking habit became a heavy addiction. The marriage was an unhappy one, and both suspected each other correctly of infidelity. Charlie often disappeared for days on end. In early 1927, they lost their two middle daughters to suspected food poisoning. Suspecting she had killed them, he fled from their home, taking their eldest daughter with them and leaving the newborn behind. His mother also died around this time. Doss took a job in a cotton mill to support the newborn and herself. Charlie returned in the summer of 1928. With him and their daughter was another woman, a divorcee with her own child. Charlie and Nanny soon divorced, and she returned to her mother's home, taking her two daughters with her. Charlie's always maintained he left her because he was scared of her. Her second husband was Robert Franklin Harrelson. They met and married in 1929. They lived in Jacksonville, Florida with their two daughters. After a few months, she discovered that he was an alcoholic and had a criminal record for assault. 
Despite this, though, the marriage lasted for 16 years. During these 16 years, Nanny's daughter Melvina gave birth to Robert Lee Haynes in 1943. Another baby followed two years later, but died soon afterwards. Exhausted from labor and still groggy, Melvina thought she saw her visiting mother stick a hat pin into the baby's head. When she asked her husband and sister for clarification, they said Nanny had told them the baby was dead, and they noticed that she was holding a pin. The doctors, however, could not give a positive explanation as to how the baby died. The grieving parents drifted apart, and Melvina started dating a soldier. Nanny disapproved of him, and while Melvina was visiting her father after a particularly nasty fight with her mother, her son Robert died mysteriously under Nanny's care on July 7, 1945. The death was diagnosed as asphyxia from unknown causes, and two months later, Nanny collected the $500 life insurance policy she had taken out on Robert, her only grandson. In 1945, Nanny's husband, Robert Harrelson, raped her. The next day, she put rat poison in his corn whiskey. He died that evening. Nanny met her third husband, Arlene Lanny, through another Lonely Hearts column while traveling in Lexington, North Carolina, and married him three days later. Like Harrelson, Lanning was an alcoholic and a womanizer. However, in this marriage, it was Nanny who often disappeared, and for months on end. But when she was home, she played the doting housewife. And when he died of what was said to be a heart failure, the townspeople supported her at his funeral. Soon after, the couple's house, which had been left to Lanning's sister, burned down. The insurance money went to Nanny, who quickly banked it, and after Lanning's mother died in her sleep, Nanny left North Carolina and ended up at her sister Dovey's home. Dovey was bedridden, and soon after Nanny's arrival, she also died. Looking for yet another husband, Nanny joined a dating service called the Diamond Circle Club and soon met Richard L. Morton of Jamestown, North Carolina. They married in 1952 in Kansas. He did not have a drinking problem, but he was a serial cheater. Before she poisoned him, she poisoned her mother, Louisa, in January of 1953, when she came to live with them. Richard Morton died three months later on May 19, 1953. Wasn't long until Nanny married yet again. She married Samuel Doss of Tulsa, Oklahoma, in June of 1953. Samuel was a Christian minister who had lost his family to a tornado in Carroll County, Arkansas. Samuel disapproved of the romance novels and stories that his wife adored. In September, Samuel was admitted to the hospital with flu-like symptoms. The hospital diagnosed a severe digestive tract infection. He was treated and released on October 5th. Samuel died on October 12th of 1954, seven days after his discharge from the hospital. Nanny killed him that evening in her rush to collect the two life insurance policies she had taken out on him. This sudden death alerted his doctor, who ordered an autopsy. The autopsy revealed a huge amount of arsenic in his system. Nanny was promptly arrested. Nanny confessed to killing four of her husbands, her mother, her sister, her grandson, and her mother-in-law. The state of Oklahoma centered its case only on Samuel Doss. Nanny Doss was prosecuted by J. Howard Edmondson, who later became the governor of Oklahoma. She pleaded guilty on May 17, 1955, and was sentenced to life imprisonment. The state did not pursue the death penalty due to her being a female. Nanny was never charged with the other deaths. 
She died from leukemia in the hospital ward of the Oklahoma State Penitentiary in 1965, 10 years after she pled guilty. She is buried at Oak Hill Memorial Park. Join me next week in a new episode of Pure Evil.